You're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast, empowering people to take back ownership of their well-being. And today I speak with Dr. Tommy John about medical freedom, sovereignty, and what it really takes to beat a pandemic. You do not want to miss this one. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve the energy of your soul. The truth is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Recondition Podcast where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vacneen, leading wellness and transformation coach, and following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair-bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true, long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. This season of Reconditioned is sponsored by Block Blue Light, the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products, including blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions. Blue light blocking products aim to alleviate digital eye strain, improve sleep, and optimize health through mitigating the harmful effects of artificial light from screens and modern lighting. For a 10% discount across the range, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and enter the code LAUREN10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Hello everyone, welcome back. It's nearly 9pm here in the UK and I'm buzzing because I've just finished an interview with the amazing Dr. Tommy John, who has so much to teach us all Uh, If you don't follow him on social media, if you're not one of the 100,000 people who follow him on Instagram, get to that now because his Instagram just has so much to teach us about just kind of harnessing our own power, our own inner power, how to return on our bodies to nature, how to heal, understand what healing means, health, freedom, sovereignty, and seeing his posts every morning of him standing on the beach sunning his bits you know it only serves (laughs) doesn't do us any harm it was an amazing episode listen we go down the rabbit hole on this episode and I'm going to put this disclaimer out there now this is kind of prefacing that some of you will be triggered by what he says there will be some people who do not like some of the things he says in regards to the pandemic I urge you to listen to the end and see if it resonates and if it makes sense to you. I'm here to empower people to take responsibility for their well-being. I'm not here to tell you what to think or to make you think something or to tell you that what you're doing or thinking is wrong. I'm here to facilitate the questions that will enable healing and growth. I'm also not here to make anyone feel comfortable. I'm here to help people heal. So if this 
feels uncomfortable for you, that's okay. I always say to my clients, we need to get comfortable in our discomfort. That is the only way to healing. And Dr. Tommy John's theories on some things are what some people who are used to being in these constructs of mainstream medicine will feel, might label as being quote unquote out there. But let me tell you, the stuff he's talking about, it's not crazy out there, unscientific voodoo. Everything he's speaking about is being spoken about by some of the world's most world-renowned, respected professors, doctors, scientists, whatever you want to call them. And what we're doing now is actually breaking down the constructs that enable us to feel the need to have titles by people's names in order to trust what they're saying. He's talking also about coming back to intuition, to our innate ability to feel and to know what's right for us and our bodies. Why are we not listening to that? We need to listen to that and that there is stuff here that we need to explore. We need to understand what terrain theory means. We need to understand what germ theory means. And then we need to even break that all apart and stop giving everything labels and understand that everything begins with the state of our mind, body and spirit. How do we get that to the best state it can be to enable us to thrive, to understand that illness dis-ease is a way of the body expressing toxicity. It's not always a bad thing. And that is what he's getting at. So when he starts getting passionate and it's triggering you, please go with it, okay? Because there is so much truth and power in what he's saying and the message he's trying to share with everything he's doing with Health Freedom for Humanity and his posts and everything else. So listen to this episode from beginning to end. It is powerful stuff, guys. Of course, if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends if you think they might have something to learn from all the amazing stuff that he's talking about. And even if you think your friends are going to be triggered by it, send it to them. Let's all get triggered and let's wonder and ask the questions, why are we being triggered by these questions? And also don't forget to follow Tommy. We didn't actually get to that. We were so kind of in the midst of talking about all this stuff and so passionate about it that we actually forgot to mention his social media and all of that. So make sure you follow him at Dr. Tommy John on Instagram and check out his amazing podcast, the Dr. Tommy John podcast and the Health Freedom for Humanity podcast that he's involved in also. I'm going to leave it there because I want you to listen to the episode. It's truly powerful. Truly, you need to listen to it from beginning to end. Enjoy it and let me know what you think. Here is Tommy John. Dr. Tommy John is a performance coach and healer and a leading unapologetic voice across the globe in the medical freedom movement of today. A former professional athlete and published author with three degrees following his name, Dr. Tommy owns and operates the Dr. Tommy John Performance and Healing Center in San Diego. And with over 20 years of clinical experience, he's impacted countless lives with his proven ways to live utilizing the eight essentials to performance and healing, a system for harnessing action steps to adapt and thrive in this lifetime. At the core of his work, his patients relearn what it is to be truly sovereign and free within their bodies. For given these liberties, the body self heals, regenerates and holds the power to cure itself from anything, to actualize any vision, dream 
or desire. So Tommy John, TJ, so good to have you here. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> We've been speaking for a while on Instagram, which I'm so grateful for because I feel like the technology that's almost been seen as this kind of bad thing is connecting yeah. all of us with the same vibe and the same vision around the world. Yeah, it's like, uh, it depends what the tool is used for, right? Um, like if, if it's in the right hands and it's, and it's doing good, there's so much we can use at, at our fingertips to facilitate some light. And, and if we do it right, it should be good. So I like it. Absolutely. I like it too. So I always like to start the show before we dive into anything deep by asking the guest, what have you yeah. done so far today to support your wellness? And I know this is going to be a long one with you, so I'm excited to hear it. I know. So, um, <laughs> so I have about, uh, I mean, I was like trying to count them. I did that video naked and ready for war and it was with the mask and everything else. And it was kind of funny and comical, but it's, it was dead true. Like everything I did in that video, I do on the daily basis. And I, I left out a lot of other things. So woke up, I stare at my salt lamp is the first thing I do. So I stare at my salt lamp till disinterested. Then I go and I um, brush my teeth and oil pull. And I use uh, black seed oil, hydrogen peroxide, uh, peppermint oil and coconut oil. And I oil pull for like 20, 30 minutes. I go steep my French press coffee while I dry brush before the shower, shower. Then I put avocado oil and coconut oil on my skin. Then I go have my morning drink, which is uh, a combination of some things, lemon juice, iodine, some other things. And then I have a scoop of honey. I take my herbs that I got from Dr. Cassie Huckabee and, and the work we're doing and blood work and everything else. And then I cut a bunch of fruit up, went outside, stared. Well, it's cloudy today. It's rainy today, but the sun's still out. So I just let the sun kind of go in through my eyes. And wait, before that, I, I do my morning posts. So on Instagram and whatever, and then just like put it on all those things while my, my brain is hot. So everyone's like, when do you think up these? Do you schedule your posts? No, it's when I wake up, my brain is just like going on whatever I've dreamt or whatever I'm thinking about or whatever. And I don't edit. I just stay fresh. So everyone's like, oh, I love what you said. And I'm like, I don't really know what I said. So <laughs> I, I'm in this like fugue state where I'm just I'm just in this conscious stream. And then, uh, yeah, I sat on the couch, came back in, sat on the couch, was looking out the window, eating pineapple, blackberries, blueberries, drinking my French press coffee. And then getting ready, I'm in the office right now, and we got a young gentleman right here trying to prepare himself for next level of tennis and to be a, a better human being. So that's where we're at at 10.30 a.m. on the Pacific Coast. That's a lot of stuff, which is amazing, <laughs> because that's what I would call taking responsibility for your well-being, right? Like waking yeah. up and taking responsibility to do this stuff that's going to impact your health. Yeah. And I just want people to know, you know, I don't have a system. I don't follow a check the box. I need people to realize that we can't check the box to health, happiness, because that would mean there's a formula. And every single person is different. Every single minute of every single day, everybody's different. So what you did today, tomorrow is a completely different you. So you have to like reassess every morning. So yes, I do my drink, I do my things, but I'm like in my state of being of during that time, what am I doing with this drink? Why am I drinking it? Why am I oil pulling? Oh, that's right. Why am I showering the way I do? Why do I dry brush? I'm not dry brushing because somebody told me to dry brush. I'm dry brushing to connect myself with the process of what it's doing for me. And I need people to really realize that because we outsource everything we do in health to somebody else. We're only doing it for the most part because somebody told us to. And we're seeing this not just in allopathic that we're seeing with what's going on in the world, 
but even holistic. It's like nobody can make a move without somebody doing it for them, telling them to do it, instructing them to do it. And we have to find that source of our why, our reason, our intention, and the human expression, which is so unique, so powerful, immeasurable. Science will never catch up to it. It's infinite. <laughs> and so every morning, it's like doing those things. Yeah, I'm doing those things to, to tap back in and get a lesson from that vast ocean of potential that is me and you and whoever. <laughs> It's so funny because I just yesterday I posted a video that was about just this saying, you know, how are you taking responsibility for your health? Even if it's through a holistic practitioner, it's not you being fully sovereign. So I, I think I tagged you in it, actually. Did you see it? I yet? love it. I love it. I did not. I did not see the tag. But my morning post this morning. And it's crazy how many people get triggered when we say that. And the only people getting triggered are the natural health practitioners. I'm like, <laughs> people. If you're doing, you're never going to trigger me. Like what triggers me truthfully is if somebody attacks the human spirit. Mm. Like if somebody were literally to say, oh, you, meaning you, she couldn't heal herself. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not protecting you. I'm protecting like your, your potential inside. Like that's truthfully what sets me off is when people limit that. Not, mm. You can never limit me because you're not going to affect me. I, I'm so beyond like anything you're even going to come close to. But it's the human potential that bothers me when people try to cap it down. So you just said it right there. And now we've got health practitioners getting upset when I'm saying. We can like, do it ourselves. I'm like yeah. defending humanity and they're like getting upset. I'm like, wow, here we are. And yeah. this is why I keep saying all those systems need to crumble. All of them. Yeah, I agree. You know, even with my own clients, I say, I'm not here to heal you. I'm here to facilitate that healing, to guide you in the right direction, because you sure. need to be able to get to the point where you can understand how you're going to be able to do it yourself. So, right, let's go down this rabbit hole. I want I you to it. first tell us about kind of your background, your upbringing, how all of this impacted what you do today, your whole background of everything you've done and got yeah. to this point. But we've got so much to cover. So let's, sure. let's condense so it. Athletic, uh, athletic family. Father was a professional athlete for like 30 years. I played sports all, all through high school, Was got really good towards the end, went to college to play sports. And then I had an infection in my shoulder from an MRI by the allopathic model. And then that same allopathic model saved my life from their procedures. So I got to see both sides of the fence. One, how these screenings are a disaster and how no screening ever should be done. And then how the emergency care could possibly, possibly, but I didn't know natural, I mean, true naturopathic. Mm. Had I had an infection, I never would have gone in the hospital. I would go to a naturopath and they would do stuff without antibiotics and herbs and everything else oh, yeah. because there is no use for allopathic. Like it's gone. I, I want the whole system down. So I went and got a bachelor's and a master's, which mean absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> school. And I, um, I, I then dove into, I got hired, I played two, two years of professional baseball. So I just knew like what the body could do and my experience with it as self. And I was just very observant with self. And then for 12 years, we were at this facility where we were doing performance training, rehab, and we did the exact opposite of what the traditional style was. We pulled the curtain back in 2003 and four on everything rehab and, and physical therapy and training and performance training and nutrition. I mean, back then we, we pulled this all away and we were working with not just pro athletes, but developmental disorder, kids, Parkinson's, diabetes, MS, like you name it. What we were doing there was fringe and it was just the purity. So I started to see the whole concept of the system being broken then. Um, witnessed my brother in allopathic Western medicine psychiatry 
uh, pass away at their hands. So uh, again, that's not random, you know, that my best friend goes down and, uh, and then I added chiropractic, which did absolutely nothing. The degree did absolutely nothing, but it was, it was a nice uh, skill set for me to seek other avenues. But again, the degree was an absolute disaster. Um, and so I met and followed and learned and then personal experience and then pull it together. So I'm like over 21 years, really, I've just become a student now more than ever. <laughs> I just burned my degrees, which you saw. Um, I'm going to let my license go. I'm not, I, I'm no part of anything anymore. I'm literally just like, just like you said, trying to get people to see the power that they have in their potential and their ability to regenerate and heal from anything. I'm just a, a, an empowerer, a facilitator. That's it. But I do absolutely nothing to you. You do the healing. You do the work. Um, and now harder than ever, having seen 21 years of this transition, it, it's we're worse off now than we've ever been in my, in my professional opinion and human opinion. And everybody likes to think that we're this amazing group of humans. And I, I gotta be really seriously stern when I say this, we are not well, we are not well on any level. So I, I want people to, to be aware of that. And when we acknowledge that, then we know the work that we have ahead of us. Why are we not well? So that's a good question. So what I've noticed, and I wrote a book on uh, this is a plug, but I wrote a book on youth sports injuries. Um, youth sports injury epidemics were primed in 2018. There were ACL tears in pediatric cases, pediatrics, nine-year-olds tearing ACLs, um, torn ligaments and elbows, concussions, stress fractures and spines, mental health you know, expressions, just everyone diagnosed with stuff. These were kids, and this was just in the sports world. So me evaluating people, like when I was evaluating the human walking through my door, just pluck them out of society. When you evaluate them at about 2008, there was a shift where there was a down, a de-evolution. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? What's going on out there that I'm not aware of? We've become more physically incompetent, neuromotorly immature, we're disconnected, we're malnourished, we're over-professional, we're over-educated, we're over-stimulated, we sit behind phones, we're underslept, we don't go outside, we don't know self now more than ever, we're more treated than ever before. And everyone's gonna be so triggered and upset right now on this, and that's good, because triggered is good. It means you're getting to something. But that's why I say on March 12th, 2020, we were the worst I've ever seen humanity. And this is just, well, I'm just in America, right? So I'm just like, but I'm polling other people around the globe that I trust who are in the field. They're like, no, we've devolved radically over the last like 10 years. I'm like, thank you. You just confirmed what I've been seeing. But we think we're evolving because we have technology or because we have jobs that we can run from our phone or we sell things. Like we think we're doing so well when in all actuality, we've disconnected from what it means to be a human. Hence why it was so easy for this thing to roll out what they're doing. I mean, it was kind of easy, you know, with, with the plan, if you want to think of it as a plan, really why it's so hard to get everyone back online. Like everyone's like, I don't understand because you didn't understand what was going on at March 12, 2020. This, me and my buddies were literally, and, but when I say buddies, colleagues, like my really good friends, we were theorizing from 2017 because it was, it was bad, bad in 2017. I was like, I don't belong here. This is just off. I, I don't understand. We thought something big was going to happen. Like 
like earth opening and just swallowing everybody up or an alien. And I mean, we were, we were just theorizing and fantasizing and kind of joking, talking about, but we're like, we can't keep going like this. Like mm-hmm. we can't continue like this. I didn't know this was going to happen. We didn't know this was going to happen because I'm not into deep state stuff. I know nothing about it. But when I see this, happen, I'm like, oh, wow. If we do this right, if we spin this right and take this opportunity, we could totally do what we were theorizing. This is our this is our time. We can completely shift this, which we needed. Now, it's kind of unfair to expect that all done in one shot because that's hard. We're supposed to take time to like progress through. It's people have had 40 years, according to Tom Cowan and Chris John Northrup, right? They're like, we've been telling you this for 40 years, others mm-hmm. for 30 years, me for 20 years, others for 10, others for five. It's right here. You either do it now or you're gone. And I'm not going to hold your hand and bring you up. Nobody's mm-hmm. saving you. Mm-hmm. So that that's the reality of this thing. Like we have this opportunity to totally shift where we were headed from before. Massive work. Tons of people are going to be left behind and lost, and that's okay. There's going to be massive carnage. But with inside us, have a healing response to every trauma. We always have a healing response greater than every trauma. And this is nothing just, it's a trauma of some kind. But our healing response is always greater. It's, it's our design. So as gnarly as it seems, we are wired to heal better, higher, evolve. Not devolve, evolve, but we need stimulus to do so. And we've got it. We've got it now. So that's why I'm taking, I've infinitely leveled up through this, through this, excuse me. 2020 was my best year of my life. And everyone's like, what? Everybody's dying. Like, but that's not, I'm not dead. <laughs> like I'm living. And if you put me in jail, I'm going to live this full life. If you cut off my right arm, I'm going to live the best life with my right arm off. Like this is what I've seen. And I've connected with people. And my purpose has been and things have been cleared out. And now I finally see this angle of what I'm supposed to do for the betterment of humanity, not self. Because I could have totally cashed in and sold products, sold oil, sold a cleanse, sold some bullshit and done some things and really monetarily blossomed. But I'm like, I can't do that. Like there's something going on that I'm being called to do. And, and of no gain of my own, we just put targets on our back. You know, Alec and I and, and Allie and all of them of the group, man, we're we're going to get targeted more and more and more. Oh, but yeah. It just shows just shows what's at stake here. Tell me then about because for the people listening who don't know who Alec Zek and Ali Zek, oh. talk to me about health freedom for humanity and tell me why you're doing this. And because there will be people listening. So my audience is a bit of a mixture. I've got yeah. people who are really kind of in this holistic kind of natural yeah. living. And I've got, you know, young moms interested in a more natural approach and aren't necessarily as deep down the rabbit hole as some of us. Explain yeah. why body sovereignty is so important and, and explain what is happening now and with Health Freedom for Humanity. Yeah, so um, we've never seen anything. I mean, health and medical freedom. <laughs> it's everything it is to be human. For, for you to choose, to be able to choose how you go about your health and what you choose to do for your medicine is human. It is the most basic right. Your bodily sovereignty, meaning the ownership of your body. You control what goes in. You control how you treat it. You control everything. The choice is there. That's everything it is to be human. That is being attacked right now and mandated and taken away. If we give this up, we lose everything. 
And I need people to understand if we lose our health and medical freedom, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's over. There's nothing left to be human. It's over. So that's what's at stake. And that's why many of us are willing to die on this hill and why we're putting our reputations, some families, some their practices and their licenses, their livelihoods, they're putting it up and sacrificing it because of what's at stake. I need people to understand this. The group we have formed, Health Freedom for Humanity, we're not gaining anything. All we've gotten is hate, slam pieces in the media, death threats, uh, arrests. Some of us are getting arrested. Um, we're not gaining anything. We're, and I don't think people realize we're fighting for human, for humanity, to be able to choose. Now, I have my views, but I'm one of like 25 of this group, right? I have my views. I'm very strong on my personal page. Other people have other views. What we represent, it's not right, left. It's not old, young. It's not holistic, allopathic. It, it is literally, we are defending your right to be able to always choose. Does that mean you're anti-vax? As I said, we are defending your right to choose right. if you want a vaccine for your child or yourself or not. That's what we're fighting for. I have my views. My views are such a small composite of this whole group. So yeah. we've got, you know, Ali, Alex, Zek, and Ali Zek were the, the founders. I mean, Alex Zek, I remember the message. He, he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, yo, bro, do you want to start a nonprofit fighting for health and medical freedom? I'm like, absolutely. Like, done. Like, that was it. And then this thing's just been a grind. But we got Dr. Sarah Carnes, Dr. Seth Gerlach, Dr. Ben Tapper. Dr. Ben Tapper is an absolute force. If, if you guys aren't following him, follow Dr. Ben Tapper. Dude's got five kids, a practice. He's always speaking at City Hall, council meetings. He's driving everywhere, calling into radio shows because he knows that what's at stake for his kid's world. Yeah. He will be damned. If he's going to leave a world for his kids where it's headed and he's yeah, willing to same. do everything, he is willing same. to do everything. I, so I want for the people listening who might be thinking for those people who are thinking, well, you know, I, I want to go and get I'm just going to call it the injection. Yeah, um, I want to go and get the injection or I got the injection. Therefore, I don't need to fight this fight. What would you say to them? Yeah. So, again, again, because I got patients that have gotten both doses. Mm. I don't hate them. No. And I'm not about, I just tell them like, look, listen, you need to um, not read any of the stuff I'm posting in my office. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't read my whiteboards. Don't take on the reality of what I was sharing with you before, because your reality is totally different now. Right. You can't, you can't un, unscramble your egg. <laughs> so, so just transmute it like be the healthiest version of yourself and don't worry about it just yeah. just live just live just live just live i i honestly i'm not we're not going to have this whole one sway one sway that's not even what i want we have to have like polarities right like mm -hmm. it's so when somebody's just like i want to get it all i want them to know and i spoke to a young man yesterday i was like if you're going to choose that do as much of the research as you can explore as much as you can take ownership in your health. Cause this is a health move for them. Like they mm -hmm. think it is, you know, mm -hmm. okay, great. Take mm -hmm. ownership, make sure that you follow the last little nugget. Your intuition is the last thing that'll trump all that. Pull in your intuition. If you still feel like you want it, then you go ham and you do it, but make sure it's for you. But what I'm noticing is nobody's doing it for them. They're doing it so they can travel. 
or they're yes. doing it to keep the peace in their house or they're doing it to keep their curriculum, their degree. I mean, they're not doing it for health and self, which is very twisted. They're doing it for these outside reasons. And I was like, okay, I honestly don't care because it's not going to affect me. Like I'm going to keep fighting and doing my thing over here, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go down that road, but at least own it. And I but say this in my they office. They're like protecting the collective because oh. like they've taken on the herd immunity term as if that's what it is, but that's, it's you know, a lot of that. people think that, that they're protecting the, but in terms of health freedom, in terms of yeah. people that are getting it and then thinking, well, I don't need to fight this fight now because I've had it. I want you to explain why that, why everyone needs to fight this. And so that's the thing. I don't, <laughs> that I'm not going to convince anybody to fight this. Mm. I'm going to convince people because they're gone. Like they've gotten it. They're done. That reality of getting it to where it protects you, th that those people don't fight like that whole, just like a naturopath that tells you, you have chronic Lyme and you need her to heal yourself. That reality can't exist. They can't coexist. We can't play this both sides of the fence. And I'm going to be real freaking serious here. You cannot sit on the fence and play both sides. You are gone. If you choose one, you're over there. If you choose the other, you're over here. What's gotten us in this problem is playing both sides. I believe in my body's ability to heal, but only when it like suits me. Right, it's just like yeah. I'm Christian, but only when nobody dies and nobody, I don't lose my job and nobody and God exists, but only when there's, no, no, no. You absolutely have to pick a friggin' side. I don't care if you have the vaccine. Stay away from me. You're not protecting anybody. I don't care. You're gone. You're over there. I'm not going to expect you to stand next side by side with me and fight this. I don't want you to because you don't get it. And the energetic exchange of you playing both sides is screwing me and screwing the others who have committed to this. This is what we have a problem with. There's all these healers doubling up. There's all these naturopaths doubling up. There's all these people doubling up and nobody knows who they are, what they stand for, what they believe in, what they're willing to fight for. If you wanna fight for vaccines, go fight for vaccines, but don't play both sides. Mm -hmm. That's what I cannot do and I will not take. That is why we are where we are now everyone's divided. Everyone's just like, I don't know. I'm just playing this off. Pick it. And we're seeing this now where it's human, anti-human. And the humans have to step up. The, the most dangerous person in this world, the most dangerous person is that person floating back and forth. The committed are committed. They get it. They know who they are. I don't know. They're toxic and dangerous. I don't agree with them. And then we got over here who are like, no, this is not right. This is wrong. But the, the middles, those are the dangerous ones. And unfortunately, that's the majority. That's mostly who we know. It's mm -hmm. who is in our family. Even my family is in the middle. I'm like, still going to love them because they're my family. Yeah. But I am not about to recruit them to fight side by side with me. That's not how it works. I'll keep sharing the information. But I don't want you in my bootstraps. I don't want you next to me because you're pulling me down by having this, well, I mean... Like it is, you know, it is dangerous because there is something out there. And, and well, I mean, no, 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 no. You have to commit to human. There's only one way to heal, human. There's only one medicine, human. There's only one way to nourish, human. There's only one way to move, human. We've divided it so that everybody can make a living in all these fields and all this stuff. And we've niched and labeled and divided the world. And we have to cut that back. Yeah. So the ones who are not on, if you're on the fence, you got to figure out who you are real damn quick. Mm -hmm. and there's always we're always going to accept you like that's the thing and we're losing people on this side 
losing them. And it's fine. It's fine. I'm so at peace with all this. Like, like choice, like just go, just stay away from me. Go over there. I'm fine with that. Even my dad, um, supposedly a Corona, like what? Okay. But then the New York Post does a slam piece and he's got all these other issues. I'm, I'm not upset that he's battling stuff. It's the body healing. It's a beautiful thing. He's made these choices. I'm not recruiting him to come over and fight for freedom. Are you fucking kidding me? I've shared all the information you can. You can't convince somebody who's like looking at a blue sky saying it's red. I'm not going to convince you. It's blue. It's cool. Your perception is red. Stay away from me. We're good. But this whole like waiting for everyone to kind of totally shift over, in my humble, humble opinion, I don't see it happening. I see yeah. creating new systems, creating new systems under the under the other. And it's interesting what you say about, you know, kind of with the families and stuff, because I'm really lucky. My whole family are with me. Um, awesome. And even my parent, my dad's 76. There's no fear. You know, we're we're good. So I, I'm like super grateful. My oh, mom, that's great. Yeah. My sister, my sister's got like nine month old twins as well. Like we're we're all good. Oh, wow. Um, but but that's come from like, obviously, these years of research of us kind of being ensconced yeah. in this world. But I've got friends like I run a group, you know, natural parenting group. And one of my friends, her mom kind of recovered from cancer naturally. And then when I got the Beautiful. injection and. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it's really hard for my friends to, they're like, you know, in a state of frustration, but so let's, you were saying, you know, the, with the fear, the people who are saying yeah. like, um, you know, but there is something out there. Let's talk yeah. about that. I mean, I don't want to go necessarily into the science of terrain therapy versus jam ther um, terrain theory versus jam theory. Yeah. But what's out there? Why is it? Why is it not? What is your stance? Like, I, I mean, I know what your stance is. I want you to explain. Right. Sure. So Somebody, and I get these tech, uh, excuse me, I get these messages in my DMs and Instagram and they're like, uh, uh, how do they phrase it? Um, but there's something out there that's killing people, but oh, what yeah, are you talking about that there's no virus? <laughs> no, no, they'll say this though. And I, and I do this to them because I literally have, have created the reality that, that this is the response. They'll go, um, Hey, uh, friends of mine just got COVID we're supposed to go on a vacation. Do you think I should? And I just respond, what's COVID? Like question mark. Cause I, you can't tell me, you can't prove to me, you don't know. Therefore it's not, it, it's a fairy tale. I, I don't, it's an imaginary thing. But what well, about the people the, who know people who have died? So here's the thing. People who know people have died of what? How were they tested for this thing? Oh, so the tests are all completely useless. Ah, okay, cool. The game over. You were tested by the means that doesn't test infection or doesn't detect viruses since viruses don't exist. Game over. Your argument's done. That's why Reiner Fulnich and everyone else is like, the test is the hinge point. As soon as they're like, well, I tested positive. It's over. Your argument is over. There is no test. There's no way to detect it. It's never been found. No virus has ever been shown to cause disease ever in the history of viruses. And why would they create viruses? Because there's a campaign behind vaccinations. Holy shit. Okay, here we are. So now everyone's like, I know so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. How do you know? And I'm not arguing with somebody's like, somebody died. You know, I'm like, done. Okay, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I just leave it. Like, I'm not gonna, but if they keep pressing, keep pressing, how, even my dad, how'd they know he had it? Oh, he tested them four times. Three of them were positive. One was negative. 
Why'd they test him four times? Because they kept sending him back into the hospital, sending him back out. They would do no further tests. And this is where people are dying. My dad had total 77-year-old fallout from all these other organ things. They don't investigate those. They mm-hmm. test you with this test that doesn't detect infection or viruses. Let me repeat that. The test doesn't detect infection or viruses. Your test result means nothing, period. From the creator of the test. Like, it's not me. So now they test my dad. Send him home. He's, a, he's, he's I say, they call him sick. He's a person who's healing bladder, spine. Like, he's got stuff. They don't do any detection. They don't go in. Three months later, they found all this other stuff. But literally, it was like COVID weakness. That was his, that was his uh, uh, diagnosis. And I'm like, COVID and weakness? Okay, I'll play along. Dad, you have the deadliest virus known to man, according to these clowns. What did they tell you to do when they sent you home? Keep everything clean and eat better. Oh, 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 okay. (laughs) I mean, just the reality, it makes no sense. So everyone's just like, you'd speak differently if you had somebody on the inside that affected you. I did, and it's an absolute travesty and a lie. The entire thing's a lie. That's my reality, challenge you. I hope I triggered you because you're gonna go figure it out. Who died? What we die of? One, dying is, is a beautiful thing, first of all. It's a transition of, of life. So to say that, like, it's this, it's their reality, not ours. It hurts us to, like, go through stuff, but it was their transition. Like, I hope they weren't alone. I hope they were able to hold a hand of somebody and it was peaceful and they were comfortable because it, it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be this, this really beautiful thing. Um, so I just leave it at that. But as far as, like, I know somebody, I know somebody, I know somebody. How do you find out, like, what's the proof that of oh, the test? Test is over. And then, you know, we could get into the isolation of the virus, but like none of them, like I'm people smarter than me who have nothing to gain. So that's, that's the, everyone's like, so are you worried about, well, no, because one, I'm so focused on living so fully that there's just no room for me to even think that something invisible is flying around from person to person is going to get me. Or that my body's flawed and is attacking itself. Or that there's this storm of my body. Like, no, there's only healing responses to the environment that I choose to put it in. Mm -hmm. Cancer, acne, eczema, warts, psoriasis, hair falling out, bad breath, congestion, fever, healing, 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 healing. That's all the body does. Explain that though. For the the people who don't understand where you're coming from with that, the the healing response to... yeah. All illness or virus is a healing response. So can you explain that to us? Yeah. So think of this. If I have, just like if I have, um, uh, I damaged my ankle because the environment I put it in, I was not prepared to be in. So I rolled my ankle. I was not strong enough to handle the amount of force from that. Well, we have all these inconvenient, beautiful things that happen. Like what? Pain. The memory of the movement. A limp pattern, bleeding, swelling, hot. Um, I lose my appetite, might vomit, might vomit. Uh, Now, I look at the ankles when people come in, they're look at this. I'm like, oh my God, the body, the intelligence of the body did that. That's a beautiful thing. It did it to heal you. So if we allow that to be there, and then put you in an environment that's healing, your body will go ahead and take that away, level up, reintegrate the patterns, 
create a strength tissue underneath, like be more resilient than you were prior to if you do the work. But what does everybody else want to do? Oh, your ankle swollen. We got to get that swelling down. Why? It's healing. We got to take the pain away. Pain triggers a healing response. Mm -hmm. We got to get the blood out of there. No, my God, blood is healing. Holy crap. But they look at it as a flaw. Same thing with congestion. Why would your body create snot to expel through your nose or your mouth when it's gathering these damaged cells from the environment you put it in? Maybe you put it in an environment where you're thinking that you're sick. Maybe you put it in an environment that you're listening to music that isn't as ideal, doesn't make you feel good. Maybe you're hanging out with somebody that's not a really good relationship and you know that. Maybe you consume foods that are really, really not as ideal and you know they're not. Maybe you smoke uh, meth or maybe you smoke a cigarette, not to celebrate life because they're celebrating life smoking. And then there's, oh, I hate my life smoking. Hmm. Maybe there's all these things that go in, you damage cells, the healing response is tumor in your lungs. It just condensed all that toxicity and put it into a tumor. If it didn't do that, you would die. So any kind of disease or sickness that they can label or name, look at it as the intelligence of the body healing itself. And healing doesn't always have to make sense or be comfortable. And so that's why I want to try to, to urge when you spin it and look at that, oh my God, it really is this beautiful relationship with self and with this power that it only loves you. It's only doing it to keep you here out of love. It's not ever attacking you. You're not ever autoimmune where you attack yourself. That whole concept is gone and being sick and diseased. No. And as far as like protecting from germs and viruses and bacteria and parasites, they were here long before us. They're outside us, in us, on us. We have to work with them, but we have this verbiage and it's all in the language, right? We call cancer, cancer. And now when everybody hears it, they have a visceral response. And they have to gather the family around to talk about this thing. It's like just the language. But we hear that we're supposed to beat, beat germs. We beat germs and we beat cancer and we beat. It's like, you don't beat anything. You work with all that is because all of it is intelligent and it's all coming from a similar place. So if we start it's not germ or terrain theory. And I love that you said that because you're like, I'm not going to get into it either. I don't even acknowledge them anymore. It's not either. It's just nature connection. Uh, um, Dr. Cassie Huckabee, she made that post because she was getting real frustrated with the divide. Germ theory, terrain theory, germ theory. Terrain. It's neither. It, it's all of it. Stop dividing it and labeling it and calling it something. It's just reconnecting with the forces that are around us, in us, on us, that have been here well long before. So Mm -hmm. never sick, never diseased, always in a state of healing. We just got to listen to it. Yeah. So where I'm coming from here and and playing devil's advocate, not to play devil's advocate with you because you and I have exactly the same views on this, but I know there will be people listening saying, but I know five people who died. And, um, you know, I saw that they all had the same symptoms and then they all died within that period of time that we were told there is a pandemic. Yeah, so I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, how you would answer them because the yes, these people are going to get triggered, rightly so. But I like to come to people with compassion, without judgment, and say, right, this sure. is my theory, this is my version of events based on the research I've done, not what I'm being told. And you do tell it very beautifully, so I'd love you to to this, answer that. This is a good question. I'm glad you asked this. <clears throat> so, and, and I have to default. I, I don't. I intuitively feel things. 
And then I seek out those that are clinically proving the things that I feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I will speak very highly. Dr. Cassie Huckabee, she's my doctor. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just this amazing relationship. Dr. Tom Cowan, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Dr. Larry Plevsky, like, like yes, these yes, people, yes to all of them. Do you know what I mean? But they yeah. prove what I intuitively feel and it just makes sense to me. So, so this might not make sense and it's okay. Um, as far as like, uh, people in a group <clears throat> all expressing the same thing. Well, first of all, the easiest way to express a symptom, if you and I did this right now, if we were really twisted, we could convince people they're sick. You and I could literally be like, oh, did you hear about what happened with stinging nettle tea? And everybody sitting on the other end would be like, what? And you and I would be like, yeah, it creates mucus. It creates depression. It cre we could literally trigger a psychological, emotional feeling mm -hmm. response and the body will follow. It will yeah. literally follow that. Has that happened? <laughs> on the greatest scale of transmission of information ever, ever, they've suggested this list of symptomatology, which is as general as can be. I mean, it's like, it fits like everything. Uh, it's a healing response for so many things. So they push that out to everybody. So that's one. They're the programming of, wait, am I going to lose my taste and smell? Am I? Oh, oh my God. Like the literally easiest way to be symptomatic is that, is to think that you are. And Dr. Dawson Church proved this. If you don't know, I did an interview with him on my podcast. He worked with Dr. Bruce, uh, Bruce Lipton before mm -hmm. Bruce Lipton wrote Biology of Belief. So he was involved in that epigenetic and wow, all the studies. Yeah. A fascinating man. And he said something in that interview that he's proving through science and his instrumentation, everything else, consciousness is more infectious than any germ has ever been. So now we're getting to one, we're affecting the consciousness with this message. So they told a story to the, to the globe and the globe read it and listened to it and took it in. Okay. That's number one. Number two, the contagion in the house. Let's just say, well, what if everyone in the house gets the same thing? Like, how do you explain that? So again, consciousness. Might everybody in the house, because our bodies are designed like treats, our bodies are designed to resonate with each other, to communicate with each other, not by verbal, but by energy and light. And if they feel threatened, meaning if the environment is threatening the existence of one, the one's going to communicate to the others and go, yo, the environment's pretty freaking toxic. We got we to gotta level up here. We got to do some stuff. We're not going to survive. And the bodies will communicate to each other. And if the communication lands and it's like, yeah, you're right, we need to vomit together and get all this out, or we need to strike a fever to, to burn certain things off and kill cells and do other things to create a healing response, or we need to flush out, uh, we need to get tired together, or we need to get achy together. And it's all, all in a level, all in a, in a manner to level up that whole unit because it's like a huge grove of trees and the trees will communicate. I took this from Dr. Tom Count. The trees will communicate when they sense that beetles are going on one, they'll, they'll communicate to the others. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's not a threat. Like that makes me excited. And so we're not passing a germ from one to another and we're not giving anybody sickness. You're not catching any sickness, but the consciousness, literally your thoughts and your energy and your presence could trigger 
a leveling up. It's not a sickness to a level down. It's a leveling up out of your defense and your existence. And it's a beautiful thing if you think about it. And so think about this too, for females out there, because I, I thought this and then either Tom or Kaufman used it. And I was like, oh, when women live together, they typically get on the same cycle, right? And so yeah. they, didn't, they didn't infect each other with menstrual cycle blood or, or a bug, you know? <laughs> no, it's just the bodies might coordinate birthing together or the opportunity to prolong humanity you know that that's really what it's about right and so when we look at it that way one it starts to make sense of madness <laughs> you know that's why i've looked at it that way and it makes so much sense to me it doesn't matter what the other stories are it, it doesn't even break my consciousness like it it can't even dent to get me to doubt it so like i love what you're like devil's advocate i love this because it's like I've thought every angle because I love me so much and my existence. I want to have cutting edge existence. <laughs> uh, people are like, why do you believe you're so naive with your thinking? I'm like, I'm not naive for you. I'm trying to like be me, my best self. So I've done the extent of the work and gone and pushed myself to the outer limits to see what the potential is or what it could take. And when you see that, huh, that's interesting. That makes total sense. That's why Tom Cowan, Dr. Tom Cowan can say contagion is a myth. You know, it's not that you catch something because that would mean that if all those people were all exposed to the same thing, they would all express that same symptom. And that just doesn't make sense. It's like throwing baseballs hurts arms. No, it doesn't. It's your inability to adapt to throwing a baseball, but that's what they want to say. Therefore don't throw baseballs and figure out the best way to throw. I mean, it's the same thing in, in injury and sport as they're trying to do with, with germ theory, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Germ, and, terrain, and I, all that theory. We'll be back to the episode really soon, but first, a quick word from our sponsors, Block Blue Light. So as a busy mum and entrepreneur, there are days where I have to work into the evening, and this means being at my screen way longer than I'd prefer. So a while back, I invested in a pair of blue light blocking glasses. Now, if you've never heard of blue light blocking, let me give you a quick rundown. Natural blue light from the sun boosts our mood and alertness, but technology has meant that we're now exposed to so much artificial blue light from screens, devices, and all modern lighting, and it's really affecting our health. Artificial blue light disrupts our sleep, interferes with our hormones, and causes digital eye strain, which can lead to long-term eye health issues. Now, I've been wearing my blue light blocking glasses for a while, but it was in the second lockdown when I was homeschooling that I decided to get a pair for my five-year-old to protect him from the amount of screen time that was required for his learning. And he now wears them anytime he's at a screen and if he's watching TV after dark. We got them from Block Blue Light, who are the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products. I chose them above some of the other brands because they're dedicated to delivering the world's most optimal and science-backed blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions like light bulbs. Some benefits you might notice instantly are improved sleep, less headaches, less migraines if you suffer from them, less eye strain, and a genuine boost in your well-being as your body adjusts back to its natural circadian rhythms. And let me tell you, since wearing these glasses, it's the first time in his whole five years that my son has slept past 7 a.m. And my most recent revelation with Block Blue Light has been their fit over glasses. Because I wear glasses for TV and computer and was finding it hard to wear both. But the fit over glasses are designed to slip right over your normal glasses without any heaviness or strain. So you get the best of both worlds. 
So to check out all of Block Blue Light's incredible health boosting products, including day and nighttime glasses, blue light blocking light bulbs, and 100% light blocking sleep masks to help you into a deeper sleep, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code Lauren10 for a 10% discount. That's blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code Lauren10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. It's just a good way of explaining it for someone that might be new to this. So I yeah. think that's why I kind of the terminology helps. But yeah, I totally get. And I also I'm a I'm a big fan of Del Big Tree and Robert yeah. Kennedy yeah, yeah, yeah. Jr. But for me, Del Big Tree is like a trusted source, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also think that there's something to the way that it was treated when people got sick and they went into hospital. We know that oh, yeah. a lot of the deaths were because of how the ventilators and the treatment. And oh, then, yeah. like you say, it's all about nature. And we know that vitamin D <clears throat> played a huge part. Vitamin C plays a huge part. The nature aspect of it that we weren't getting and we're still not getting what we need. No. I also think that plays into it in a huge way. But yeah, and that was the really- thing. It was that ex- that expression of healing, right? And when we were expressing that healing, instead of staying home, because the story had us more scared than anything, if anything mm-hmm. happened, you went to the hospital, and then the procedure was this whole nightmare. So yeah, you're totally on point with that. And I've spoken to nurses who are on the front line. They're like, the things we saw in those hospitals, it was inhuman. It was inhuman. But yeah. again, everyone was playing on the same story. The story yeah. was what created that whole thing. Oh. And, and it did create such a big divide between kind of those of us who were trying to speak out about it were seen as like these almost like pariahs, social pariahs, you know. Yeah. I've got friends who posted on their Facebooks that they in here in the UK for like, I don't even know how long, months, at, at eight o'clock during the first lockdown at 8 p.m. every night or every Thursday night, everyone would go out their doors and stand at their doors and clap for the NHS, the National Health Service. Oh God! Right now, this was really emotive, right? Because I know people who work for the NHS and they're doing the best that they can based on the system that they are in. And it was very difficult for them. But to then stand there clapping for a system that is creating illness and perpetuating the fear, it was causing this 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 like paradox and this difficulty with me and with so many other people I know. But if you're the person who's not clapping for the NHS, what sort of person are you? Know. You know, so we were creating this divide, which is still here, but I am getting so many more people asking me questions now. Good. And I think that that is, you know, showing me the shift that people are like, oh. Yeah. So yesterday I did a video because everything opened up again. Well, not everything. We're just going back into society. But yeah. I, I was able to take my two-year-old to a music class and to gymnastics for the first time nice. this year. <laughs> and yeah, nice. But you walk in and they're coming at you with the temperature gun. Oh, and God. the woman's wearing a mask and she's asking me to put anti back on. And so I'm like this annoying person because I'm like, oh, no, I don't wear a mask. Um, oh, no, no, I've got my own hand wash. Oh, can't you? No, no, no. It, by the way, it kills your microbiome, which is a very thing keeping you alive. And I kind of try to get in there. And then it's, the, but the thing that gets me is the temperature gun at the pineal gland. Oh, yeah. And I said, no, 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 you can do it on her wrist and on my wrist, but you're not not there. Yeah. That This little girl who must have, the group was for between two and three year olds started crying and she was clawing into her mother because she didn't want this gun put yeah, to sure. her face. But the grown-ups who are supposed to be keeping her safe are, are trying to force her to have this on her head. And again, it's this divide, it's this duality, it's this paradox of 
these these adults think that they are keeping everyone safe by doing this but this two-year-old has an intuition strong enough to know that what's happening is not right and so I feel like I'm constantly fighting this battle and the only way that I can do it without such confrontation that causes a divide is if I is if people just ask questions if I'm not wearing a mask and they say hey why aren't you wearing a mask that doesn't happen often in person on Instagram people feel more comfortable to ask but in person you just get the look and I just watch people ask right right it's so difficult but you know children that's what's killing me right now I know and I made that uh the global PSA of, of stop masking your kids, please. And it was all the you know, hundreds of people saying in different languages, please stop masking your kids. Um, that was, I don't have kids in, in so doing, I can be unbiased and just kind of observe a bunch. And I don't think we realize, and this is just dark, but this is the reality. I don't think we realize the fallout. I mean, Dr. Tenpenny said it's going to take 15 years to un- yeah. undo the trauma i'd say it's not happening like it's not ever going to happen no and, it's and i don't such like trauma that it's it's generational and, now and i that's why i i'm just being real because i saw with the injury thing right that my specialty can be glazed into everything because it's just human it's just how the body responds there were things being missed from zero to six years old like 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 uh primitive reflexes like mm-hmm. things that were supposed to happen integrated from zero really womb or pre-womb if you want to go back right to six they missed it now they're 15 i analyze it there's no undoing that and i'm not talking about a practitioner observing saying oh you integrated no no no. i'm talking like deep 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 rooted stuff that you miss from zero to that time life just continues to throw stimulus and you have to continue to adapt at Mm -hmm. that new age and you're still supposed to try to undo the 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 amount now i know the human's capable of anything so i have this like like well it's possible but i just don't think people realize how much work that possibility lies in and then you're talking about millions on millions on millions of kids who are then going to be you know running the world in in in, uh 10 15 years and it's like oh my god so yeah that and when i think that way Everyone's like, God, you're, you're dark. Well, no, here, here's, here, here's what I think when I see that. Because one, we can't predict what's going to happen. Two, we don't, we're not guaranteed a minute from now, right, or, or tomorrow. So what can I do? Well, I don't know. So I'm just going to go ahead and focus on everything that I can do to be the strongest, most resilient, connected, aware, healthiest human that I can possibly be so that I can adapt to whatever comes my way. And then it helps making those decisions, those really difficult ones, very simple. They're not easy, but they're clear because you're just so clear in your purpose and your reason and who you are. So, okay. So when I hear that, I'm like, oh, well, all right. That's why I can speak like that. Well, let's all do the work and let's all just get ready to live this beautiful life. And then when stuff poses, because everyone's like, how do you, how do you have hope? Like, like, how are you so positive? Again, because I'm not focused on living to not die or not get sick. I don't drive cars to not get an accident. I don't right. like, you know, talk to a woman to not fall in love so I don't get heartbroken. Like, no, you're just living so, so hard. And then when something happens, you look at that as an opportunity, but you get to make these calm decisions. That's why March 13th, when all that was posted to us, I was like, <laughs> no. I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me because I'd done so much work prior to, you know, 
And so that's what I'm trying to urge people is that you don't need permission. You don't need money. You don't need to uh, be young or single because that's what they like to throw on me. Uh, we heal when we're single. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're still here. Like you have the right, you have the power, you have the opportunity right now to level up greater than you've ever done before, ever. Right. So then, then all of a sudden, well, what, what's next week? It doesn't, it doesn't even matter. You will literally go in and you will just adapt with your crew or, or whoever you've got, or if you're by yourself, or you all of a sudden start seeing who's the, who are the ideal people for you, not just the right, like, like you'll right. just start to see, oh, you, oh my gosh, and that's what's happening, look at these synchronicities, and these cosmic yeah. winks, and all this oh, stuff, yeah. right, like, yeah, just keep, keep doing the personal healing, put your mask on, <laughs> not mask, the, the oxygen mask in an airplane, you put yeah, yours yeah. on first, before, you know, a bunch of people say that, I'm like, that's absolutely true, but it's easy to outsource and put a bunch of stuff onto others, but we got to start turning it back towards ourselves. And in so doing, it doesn't matter what the future is. We, we, there's no way to know, but we do know right now. And we know this. We do right now. Yeah. That's it. You know? And then there's action, right? And then you feel like, I feel so good when I'm taking action. Like when is anxiety and fear? When you're just idle <laughs> and you're just literally like, okay. And I have fear and anxiety every day, by the way, everybody, every day. Depression every day, every day. I feel, I feel that because it's a human response. It's a healthy one. So it tells me, hmm, am I, okay, shit. When I thought about that, or when I was reading this, or I was speaking to this person, huh? What's that teaching me? Huh? Okay. Yeah. I go in, you know, and I start to do yeah. massive action on myself to learn because that was a guide. Those feelings are tour guides. And if we listen to them, the tour will lead into this beautiful life it's not to hurt you it's always no. always to help you out so and i guess that's quite personal to you because what i was just going to say was that we're often you know you grow up and you're taught even if you come from a, a family who's quite open with feelings at some point it's, it's teaching you how to stop having those feelings not to immerse ourselves in them and let it wash over you because that's the only way i mean my husband and i right now are doing this whole kind of trauma um, going through, like we're, we're working through old and I'm not talking about the big T trauma I'm talking about the everyday little things in childhood the conditioning and yeah. you know and, and so this growth journey is just never ending because dealing with those little traumas is showing you that when you are experiencing something and you let it wash over you and and if that takes three days and for three days you feel like crap and you feel depressed you ha and this happened to me a few weeks ago it was like yeah. a ton of bricks on me and I just thought well what if I just sit with this oh, and you know and it was so empowering instead of being depressed about the fact that I felt depressed <laughs> or about the fact that something was happening was like okay let it wash over me let it sit I also work with a shaman who's teaching yeah. me a lot about stuff like this which really helps because it, it's that guidance it's needing that constant guidance of you know and I, I listen the in terms of the trauma and the big t trauma I'm working through not having the fear response of yeah. you know I had arthritis for 27 years until I got into remission I there's always going to be that little part of me that's going to fear it coming back even though I know I, it's in my power and I did it I made yeah. it go away from my own power but yeah you know so we got to work through but oh, coming back to my point that you saw your brother go through all of that because the damage that the system and the allopathic medicines like don't feel it just take the drugs and go through the system and 
that must be really difficult to watch when you know that there is another way forward. Oh, yeah. And that's another lesson in this thing. I couldn't save him mm. because I'm going to be real honest and open with it. I had I was very successful in my business. I was happy. I had all this stuff and he was going through this. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take off like five years and I'm just going to follow him. And I'm basically going to protect him. So I was just going to follow him. That was going to be my job. I was just going to follow him all day. And if he ever got slipped up or he ever was going to go try to hang himself in the woods or he's going to go do something, I was going to save him. I was basically going to be an angel, but like a human angel, right? And I was like, literally, I was literally ready to tell my clientele, I'm going to follow my brother and save his life. You can't do that. <laughs> he had to want to save himself, you know, and, and it's heartbreaking because we love people so much and we want to do so much for them. But that was the toughest reality where I was like, I'm strong enough that I can do it. But it's still to that point, you can give them all the information, you can give them all the stuff, but they have to want to. Now, the pivotal point was when he passed away days before he lost hope in the system. And he told me, he's like, they don't know what the F they're doing. This is bullshit. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm like trying to defend because I wanted to keep his brain in hope state, you know, and I'm like, no, no, no. And so I'm defending this, these, this total system that I do not know. Uh, no. I mean, I'm like scrambling two days later, he's, he's dead. You know, I mean, it, it was like, shit, we lost, <clears throat> he lost belief in his approach. And that's where we are today. Wow. We all want to try to protect everybody. And we all want to try to save everybody, but we can't. So where can you turn that? You turn it in with inside. Um, wait, you said something. Uh, oh, oh, uh, wait, you said something like you're never, you guys are continuing to work on something. Darn it. You and your husband. The trauma. The trauma. Oh, 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 the time. So you sat with it for three days. Yeah. That's another, that's another big kind of pet peeve is that people are like, oh, I mean, when's this over? Like, when, when's this feeling over? And I'm like, <laughs> that's the thing. Who are we to judge what time frame? Time is just the construct that we just made up, right? right. The, the body is just on its own line. Because I, I deal, my specialty is like soft tissue injury, but in injury comes emotion, spiritual, intellectual, mental, like big time. Yeah. Like it has to all be integrated. And so we were like, well, it's been three months. <laughs> I mean, the body, dude, just, it's, it, it, it works like it, it has your best interest are you a little better than you were well yeah but it's not done where I want I know and it's not convenient because it doesn't fit in with vacations it doesn't fit in with activity right. it doesn't fit in with like our time frame that we've like constructed this world around us based on schedules so, like dude the body gives no crap right like <laughs> when people try doing. to get babies out early they're like oh you haven't given birth by 40 weeks on the dot we need to get that baby out. and I'm like the baby right. will do its thing like it babies knows. and women's bodies are very intuitive and they know exactly how to make that happen if given the time and the woman's not in a state of fear and I see this so much and it, it could, actually let's go there because I know you're a fan yeah. of Christian Northrup and oh yeah all the divine feminine and oh. I love that and yes let's talk about your post where are the men Let's oh, go there. God. Okay, so, um, well, one, I, I'm not anything. I, I, I had a hard time showing that, but I was getting repeated messages from people. They're like, you have to do a post calling out men. And I'm like, but yeah. am I able to? Am I a man? Like, yes, like your message is it call. And I was like, you know what? 
And then I saw something on the side of the road and it was, you know, a man masked and, and, and just down on his phone and his wife's just looking around. She's in the kid's hat and like the dad was, I'm like, bro, dude, come on, man. And it's not, it's not that I read a bunch of books on sacred masculine and all this stuff. Cause that's what I get called. And I'm like, here's what I know. I'm just trying to be the best version of me, but people are calling it sacred masculine with divine feminine. Oh, okay. It's just the best human I can be. Whatever you want to call it, call it. But I am a man. <laughs> I, I, I feel certain things. I feel strength and courage and, and power. And then I have this like empathy and, and love and compassion. Like it's this blend. Like I'm singing in one video and I'm swinging a sword, like wanting to screw shit up in the other video. So I don't know. I'm just living. And everyone's like, oh, no, it's okay, fine. One of my friends, uh, she goes, women point because you know the direction. Men lead and women, children follow. And it was this time I saw more women standing up, fighting, more women speaking out, more women going toe to toe at stores, more women, women. I mean, it was such a beautiful, powerful, and it was all from love. It wasn't like these like alpha women with with bigger abs than me like it was like <laughs> these these really strong beautiful women just coming into their own protecting the children of the earth not their children humans of the yeah. earth because we're all children and i was like dudes stand up like stand next to your woman what i couldn't stand was i was hearing in families wives dming me wives 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 mothers 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 I keep speaking up, but my husband's not, and he's inviting me and this and this. And I'm like, guys, and that's fine. It's their own dynamic. But I'm like, dude, they know women are connected to something so much higher than we could ever. And it's inside us, but it's like prominent with you guys and the intuition. And when women say like, I don't think this is, I, this doesn't feel right. Go with it and yeah. support that and back it up, back it up with this sick, tenacious, consistent, convicted grit strength like back her up right. and stand there as a unit because you both have strengths and it doesn't mean you have to be married to the person um a woman messaged me and she got she was got called out at the store and this man was all aggressive and flailing in front of her no other men stood up to stand by her she like went in the car and cried went home told her husband and kids and then she felt bad because she didn't stand up to the man who was standing, who was like backing down with this fear and all this stuff. And I was like, but you don't know who observed you, who was watching you take this stance and shop without a mask or do your thing without. But again, it would have been nice to hear because there were men in the store. Like, where are they? And it's a collection of, I mean, when you talk to the, to one of the, my, my spiritual ninja, Dr. Christian Northrup, um, who will text back and forth every now and then, but she's like, you know, society has emasculinated and, and shifted and by design, by plan, I don't know, you know, um, estrogen boosting things and foods and toxics. And there's, it's, it's hard to see what a real man is. And I, I'm not branding me as man. I'm real human, but somebody's calling like, no, that's a man. Okay, fine. I'm literally trying to just be the best man, human I can be. And it just exemplifies what a man is. Now, um, somebody else made a good point. And I just want to, in defense of some of the roles of why men might be being quiet. Um, they've shifted the measurement of their manhood by their income and their status in a job. Mm -hmm. 
And so if they lose that job fighting, then they're less of a role of a man, right. you know, Where as does far their as value what, lie? what they've been told, you know, and, and program. So there's a lot at stake, right? It would just be real nice. To, I, and this is what I see is everyone's connecting with their self, their true self. Men want to be men. Women want to be women. We all have these amazing gifts and we all need to unite together as humans with these roles. Like there's some pretty amazing things inside all of us. And there are some men stepping up. There are some women stepping up, but that's, that's where that kind of thing uh, came from, uh, yeah. where it, where it was sourced from and, and Northrop loved it. Northrop liked me singing though, as well. She likes me laying naked on the side of a mountain, reading her book. And then she likes me flailing my sword. I mean, she's just like, dude, that's, what we need. I'm like, I, that's why I keep showing my life on video. I'm just showing my life. And, and everyone's just like, it's so inspiring. It's not meant to be. I'm just literally living. And you can do this too. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this inside you. Why? Because you're a free sovereign adult human. Yeah. That's it. So I, yeah. And I, I want to go back to the thing about women and intuition because the majority of my listeners are women. And what I see and what I've seen over the past kind of decade and a half that I've been facilitating this stuff is I am yet to have a man approach me and say, my wife really wants to vaccinate and I don't. Can you give me it? It's always the woman because the intuition comes from the feminine Mm -hmm. and the logic and the pragmatism and, you know, the kind of that side of things comes from the man. So you've got the emotional intelligence and then you've got the logic. And the thing is, those two things work really well when they're in balance. Yeah. But when the woman doesn't have the right to use her intuition because that's been downgraded as as totally invaluable, it yeah, no. we see this with this huge issue, and it's always the woman. And I just and it's also like you know when I said before about the women who are pregnant who you know they're at forty weeks and then they want to induce them and they know intuitively that their body's going to do what it needs to do and the baby's going to do what the baby needs to do, but they get scared by this conditioning and it's always that masculine energy. And I love what you're doing because it's kind of just, I guess, you know, gently guiding us back towards the balance in those energies. I think that that's why I have, I've interviewed, you know, Jody Mechick, uh, uh, a bunch yes, of people, yeah. I heard you, you your know, and I, that they're all, the women, uh, uh, Brittany Vallis, who, who's uh, heading up ICANN for Dell Big Tree, you know, um, she got five kids, three of them vaccine, you know, tip, tipped injury in them, and they had a healing response, and she's reversing it. But she said the intuition always, always said don't. Right. And they did all the research, and they didn't listen. And it would be nice to hear. And, and I, I'm not, I'm like shifting in and learning new. But if I'm going to tap into somebody and learn, it's going to be a woman. I'm going to ask the advice. And everyone's like, why do you? Because you know. <laughs> and then I'll go take massive action on it. Hey, what do you think of? And it's just coming back to seeing, seeing the, God, I mean, when I hear it in a family, it's like, guys, drop, just drop it. Drop the, getting back to understanding why we're all special, you, you know? And, and I, it's taken me a lot. I didn't have a great relationship with my mom. I have a bunch of relationships where I try to control and try to manipulate. I'm, I'm always going to be trying to heal from stuff with that, you know? And it was just, wait, I had these relationships with these really amazing women. 
I should have just been asking him questions the whole time instead of trying to control him the whole time. <laughs> like, my God, because they all had something to teach me. And they did. They did when we, when we, you know, but my big question is to people, and this is makes me sad. The ones that are getting married or the ones that are, you know, I'm like, can you keep yourself, who you are, what you love, your autonomous nature, your sovereignty, your passions, can you keep them and still be mother and wife or whatever those are called? And yeah. a lot of them are like, well, you have to sacrifice those things to be a mother. I'm like, really? Because I don't know. That just doesn't seem, and I, I'm not married. I'm not, so I'm just asking, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. when you ask Northrop or you ask them, they're like, oh, hell yeah. You know, Alison yeah. Armstrong. Yes, absolutely. It's yeah, like, I teach a whole module on this in my course. Right? I have a course for women and I teach an entire module on this. And it, I would I would go as far as to say that 85% of women do not believe that and do not are not in these relationships that enables them to do that. And, and, and like yeah. you say, yes, the women know. Yes, we know. But unfortunately, the system has, has kind of deafened us from being able to listen oh. to our intuition. So many women know, but they don't know they know. No. And that's another thing, right? Like even just the fashion and beauty, I, was, I dated a girl who's in inter entertainment and my posts, she was taking personally. I'm like, I'm not talking about you, you know, with Botox and not having a gray hair. I Wrinkles are beautiful. <laughs> Stretch marks are badges of like honor. Like my God, you bore a child and you have this inside and gray hair, like let it go. There's nothing more attractive than authenticity. And, and that's, what I hope is the shift that we see. I really, truly hope that 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 comes back, you know, and it becomes beautiful again to be a human. <laughs> now I, I can't, I can't entertain anything that's not in line. I mean, I can't yeah. fake it. You yeah. know, I just don't know how to fake it anymore. And I, yeah. I'm glad where I am now I'm seeing like others like, yeah, I just, I TJ, I took your, your advice. Now I haven't given advice, but it was just, I was just naked sunning myself. They're like, I'm just out in my yard naked. And it's just somebody in like Illinois, like, boom, like a mom of two, you know, what's your husband saying? Oh, he's down right alongside me. I'm like, yeah. hell yes. Like, that's what we want, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, how, what does the future of this planet look like to you when you close your eyes and you think about it? That's, a, that's an awesome question. So we asked this question on our Health Freedom for Humanity podcast. The last question we ask when you're walking to the new earth, the door of the new earth swings open. What do you see? What's your ideal? And everybody's got a different answer. Um, so mine, uh, we are coexisting with the other elements. It, they're still there. Um, I, I, that's just what I see. But what we've created are systems, like the anti-system system, like education it's just life experiences. You don't even call it Waldorf or Montessori or public or common core. It, it, no, it's just life experiences with adults. We're bringing back elders. Yeah. We're bringing back like looking up to, to yeah. elders. You know, um, the medical community is the medicine man or woman, the one, the one person that just guides it all. It's just mm -hmm. the one. We're farming again. We're connecting with the land again. Um, we're, we're bringing up trades. People are exploring their passions and not just education, degree, get into a business, make money, code, produce more tech. Like, no, we're getting back to what people love to do, the creative aspects of being a human. We're outside. Um, you know, the community is raising the children. Like everybody's all integrating again. Uh, 
even things like like entertainment, sports, fashion, all that is gone to the the pickup game of kids playing on the side or, or the adults just creating a game. Like there's the sports, the purity of it. Um, we're just getting back to these old school traditional principles that have been around forever. And we've forgotten them. We've forgotten them in food, agriculture, medicine, law, spirituality, uh, school, you know, all that. We've just, we've tried to control it and niche it and pinpoint and do, and we're getting back to, that's what I see is getting back to the root source of things that have worked forever. And there will be those of us that do it. We're going to exist, coexist by creating these new things. I'm not about to say that, like, it's all, it's all going to be, I, I can't see that in my but those head. Of us, but you're saying that those of us who want to choose that, there is that option for us. We can that, do that's, that. That's what I say. So again, everyone's like, what about travel? There will be those who are willing and have the means to create an airline or a ship system. Well, Dolores Gale's doing that, isn't she? Hopefully. The Freedom Airlines, right? Yeah. So again, again, we just they have to get far down. enough to realize this, you know, to it's like the woman has so much physical strength, but the child has to be trapped under the car for her to express it, to lift it. You right. know what I mean? Like we have to get to that point where it's like, oh, okay, this is, so again, that ideal new earth that I see, um, <laughs> it it requires the personal work it yeah. requires that personal um you know uh accountability responsibility the daily work over and over and over with belief in this power inside of us that only has one thing in mind to adapt thrive and survive to any environment so that's what i see <laughs> So before we end, I want to ask you, you've got your way to live utilizing the eight essentials to performance. Oh, yeah. What are those eight ways? So they're on my wall. I got them from people who were healing cancers, healing all these things that they named that were incurable, supposedly. And they always address these eight. They always have these eight in mind. Um, one, a belief in something greater than yourself. Two, purpose. Three, relationships. Four, sleep and naps. Five, breath, meditation, prayer. Six, outdoor exposure. Seven, nourishment. Eight, movement. And so what I try to tell people is you write them down linearly, describe them in a paragraph that's intimate only to you. It just has to make sense to you. It's your list. You divide each of the eight into two columns, medicine and toxic. And you take an honest inventory of the things that you do on a daily basis that are in those categories. And they might have some repeats. You take a, a literal inventory of what you can do and you start shifting those toxics over to the medicine and it's just slow steady processes this list is forever and you're always going to reinvent the list and then you got to celebrate the little victories like i've never made a meal from scratch and you made like a peanut butter sandwich you need to <laughs> high five the hell out of yourself because that's a big deal you know and I, I love doing those things because i'll celebrate the victories for myself i'm like oh my god i yeah. did this thing you know yeah. um and so when you go into those eight and you focus only on those eight, you end up putting your body into an amazing position that it'll be like, wow, you're not antagonizing me. Oh, I'll finish healing. I've been trying, but now you're not getting in my way. Oh, I like it. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. So, and there is so much that's getting in our way. Yes, 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 yes. And the thing is, it still goes like, that's the thing. It'll, it'll keep plugging. Like it's such a forceful, unrelenting loving power that it's like 
I just, I'm not going to stop. Even like, if you take somebody like, you know what scoliosis is? Like the, yeah. the, the curved spine. They'll try to get in the way of that. That expression is just the body pulled itself into that. Why? Because it felt the need to survive in the elements on the internal environment you've created. Why did it do that? It's pulling you because of where you're at, because of what you've chosen, chosen to be in. Now, we put rods in to straighten it. In 20 or 30 years, what does nature do? It bends the rods. It just bends it right back because mm -hmm. we never put the body, we just got in its way. We didn't listen to that. Assuming it was a functional one, not a structural one. But still, if this whole thing of, well, can't live a good life without, it's like, wait, there's some scoliotic people living some very vibrant, healthy lives, long, long lives. So if we just help it in some manner, it will reward you because mm -hmm. it's here for you. <laughs> like it's here to bring your spirit wherever your spirit wishes to go. <laughs> like, and our spirits are youthful and, and they just want to dance and climb and explore and seek adventure and have limitless possibility and create. Like we literally are kids. Kids don't see any lack of possibility. They just see, oh, yeah. I'm going to go there. <laughs> they yeah. just go. Like, imagine holding on to that as a human. I mean, as an adult human, and your body is able to bring you there. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what I see. And that, that's the honor that I give to self, you know, to, to what I could go tomorrow. It's all good. I will go out high and it'll be a beautiful journey and I'll go someplace great. But again, along the way, I'm going to live unapologetically authentically and full and loud that's happening yeah and we can see that so for anyone listening who's not following you they absolutely <laughs> need to follow you on instagram so before we go into the uh quick yeah. fire round i just want to ask you how many people this week have told you you look like matthew mcconaughey oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> so i have gotten that and then i did that impression right and i have like the little impression oh, the, of that one the banging on the chest yeah, he bangs his chest. Me. Yeah, i did a couple of those it was chef pete evans called it out first Jeff Pete Evans, he's, he's no longer on, but he's in Australia and he's, uh, he's a good follow. And he's like on his podcast, he's like, what would, what would Matthew McConaughey say to Dr. Fauci? And I'm like, damn Pete. And so I did the Matthew <laughs> McConaughey voice and he's like, dude, if you record that, I'll share it. And so I did like four as Matthew McConaughey. And then just the other day in my infrared sauna, I pulled out Matthew McConaughey because I was just talking like him and I was making myself laugh so hard that I was like, oh, I got to film this. This is like too good. <laughs> and my brain was just going. So anyway. I love them. It's a it's a compliment. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. Sometimes in, in my quick fire questions and my all about you round the segment, I, I do say who would play you in a film of your life, but yeah. we don't need we don't need to do that here. So <laughs> let's get on to all about you. So the first one is fill in the blank. Wellness is wellness is whole. I love that. A question you ask yourself the most. My, my why, just why question mark. And I try to live to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. No, your why. I love that's the whole Simon yeah. Sinek. What's your why? That intention. Um, what are you most enchanted by in a person? Oh God. It's that authenticity. It's, it's that integrity and authenticity. And if that authentic being the human with that, their flaws, you know, like I'm attracted to what they've been told or their flaws, like, oh my God, that's fascinating to just hear you talk about it. Like, I'm just finding a new level of attraction in other people. And the ones who are unabashed, authentic, it's the hottest thing going right now. It is <laughs> yeah. literally the most attractive thing in the world, being self 
and not explaining and not justifying, just being human, full human. That's hot. I agree. I agree so much with that. Okay. <laughs> what are you reading right now? I've got, geez, I'm going through, there's this herbal book that I'm reading. Uh, I don't know the name of it. Christian Northrup's book as well, Goddesses Never Age. And that's yeah, a man you, reading Goddesses Never Age. Because I told you my heart at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they're fantastic. I, I kind of float between those. And then there's something, um, the multi-orgasmic man. It, it's an interesting kind of thing. Just not just like sexual, because you learn it's just beyond sexual. It, it's yeah. sensual and it's energy. And they're just, it's those, those three. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Um, David White's Essentials. Okay, uh, David White's Essentials. It's a book of poems. Mm. And he wrote it in 2020 for 2020. And it's wow. literally this beautiful reconnecting with nature and how he speaks and writes. And why I love poems, you can feel. Mm. It's not so heady. It's not so sciencey, and but, but you feel. So mm. David White's, W-H-Y-T-E, Essentials is what it's called. And if I can recommend that, I, I recommend it to everybody. It's so so powerful and read the introduction and okay. it is literally the solution of what needs to happen right now his intro is beautiful i'm gonna i'm gonna read that i'm gonna link it it's in the good. show notes as well yeah okay so lastly if you could create one law that everyone had to follow what would it be one law that everybody had to follow i like love yourself <laughs> we, like self-discover self <laughs> like it's a law <laughs> you have to discover self love self and then i think from that a lot of things that maybe weren't as ideal just kind of figure themselves out you know maybe we attract the right people maybe we attract our purpose maybe we know where to live maybe we know how we're supposed to live but self rediscover self that's a law i love all of it i've loved every <laughs> second of this and i'm so grateful that you came on thank you so much this was great thank you for having me we got to do it again absolutely Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.